Welcome to the Visible Coaches podcast. I'm Angela Durant and you'll meet Anka Herman a little later. Between us, we have 30 years of business experience. We've started and grown our businesses from nothing but an idea, learning to play to our strengths as introverts in what often feels like an extrovert world. If you have ever felt any resistance to how others tell you you have to market yourself or bear your soul on social media just to get clients, then this podcast is for you. We know the unique challenges that introverted coaches face when it comes to selling their services. So if you're ready to learn how to spot those golden opportunities right under your nose, clarify your message, nurture that market and get more business coming your way, all without sacrificing your energy levels or well-being, then plug your AirPods in and let's go. Well, welcome to the Visible Coaches podcast with Angela and Anka. Imposter syndrome is not a new topic. This is our take on it today. In the last podcast, I talked to you about the emerging voice and I shared something probably very deep and powerful as an exercise. You have 24 hours to save the world. What was it you said that made the difference? And yet so many times we look at this next opportunity and we discount ourselves before we start. Or even if we're in it, we are waiting to be found out. You're in, you know, you've done your coach certificated training, you've taken a new role, you've you've stepped out of the boat, and suddenly you're just waiting for somebody to actually go fraud. In fact, actually, here's the story. I am completely addicted to the Netflix series Suits at the moment. Okay. Um, and I have been watching, I'm on series eight episode four we've got nine series to go so you can see how much of an addiction I have had to this particular Netflix series but here's what was really interesting about it the whole of the Netflix series is about this guy Mike to start with who had flunked out of Harvard Law School because he was uh, helping other people cheat on the tests. He was so good. He had this photographic memory. He could do absolutely anything. He could remember any number. He was brilliant in his mind. And he got found out because people were paying him to help them basically pass some of the tests. And so they kicked him out of Harvard. And so his dream of becoming a lawyer couldn't actually happen. Um, so he ended up in a bit of a life of you know, petty crime at one point, etc. But just almost like, you know, a brilliant mind in the wrong space in life. And then he happened to be running away from a drug dealer, I think, and landed up in the office of Harvey Specter, who is a top lawyer, very suave, very adorable, gotta say. And um, the Harvey then takes him in. And they have this secret because he's not a lawyer, but he's acting like this associate lawyer. He gets to do all the cases and he's winning the cases and he's got a brilliant mind. He should have been a lawyer all along, except that he's actually a fraud. And there's this all of the series of suits is what's happening behind the scenes and how things are crumbling around and who else is having to keep this secret that Mike Ross is a fraud. He's not a real lawyer. And what's going to happen when this apple cart turns up and everybody finds out that Mike is a fraud? Well, at some point, I think about episode series six, they do find that Mike is a fraud. And he ends up, rather than throw Harvey under the bus or all the other people in there that are real lawyers, he goes to prison. 
for apparently two years. But Harvey feels so guilty he gets him out. Why am I telling you all of this? Because it's about the feeling of being an imposter. He was an imposter in that job. And it was about everything that was going on around the outside to try and keep this imposter a secret. The interesting thing in reality is he did actually then get his way into the bar through a few shady tactics. But he then gave up this opportunity to be this top corporate lawyer to really help the little guy. And we're on series eight and he's off helping the little guy. But the whole idea of being a fraud, that's a real one that they were trying to conceal. But underneath, he wasn't a fraud. He was a brilliant lawyer. Absolutely brilliant. What are you brilliant at that you are waiting for somebody to find out that you're not brilliant at? That's not true. And that's where we're going to start the conversation, because imposter syndrome isn't what's true about you. It's what you fear people will find out that will pull the whole house of cards down. There's some secret, there's some fear, there's something that you believe you can't go for or do because of what people would find out about you. And if they did, what would happen if? And that's where we're starting the conversation. Over to you, Anka. Yeah, it's an it's an interesting one because um, uh, as the queen of pivots, <laughs> you know, multiple kind of jobs, careers, business, you know, I've started what felt like from scratch, like a bunch of times. I, I'm so there's always that time when your title seems to communicate a level of experience and skill that you actually don't have. And you know it, you know, so there is that part, you know, so there is, it doesn't always mean that you're brilliant at everything and other people, uh, and you're just worried, you know, your fears aren't always kind of unfounded. In the beginning, when you're new at something, you really don't have the skills and the experience that somebody might conclude you have when they're looking at your coach or your certification or whatever the heck it is, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. Like everybody starts at zero. Everybody starts, you know, everybody had their first driving lesson. You know, everybody had their driver's license and knew inside perfectly well that you're not a good driver yet, right? So, and there's nothing wrong with that unless you use that as an, kind of call it an excuse or reason to not drive. And I've seen a lot of people who actually, mostly women, to be honest, but a lot of people actually have driver's license and then don't drive because like, oh, well, I'm, I'm not a good driver, so I'm not driving. So they rob themselves from the only chance of the only chance to actually increase their skills and develop their experience, which would allow them to, you know, actually live up to, you know, whatever, whatever label is on the, on the tin. If you don't go out and talk to people, make a move regardless, that's when all your fears might, you know, when, yeah, that's when it be, turns into a problem, right? Everybody, I think everybody has these moments where, and the, the other piece of it is what you're, what, what you're hinted at is this, well, most often you're not actually a really good judge of that. Like you might think you're no good and other people think you're brilliant. 
So you can't read the label when you're sitting in the jar. So there is that piece. So most of what you worry about is probably not even a thing anyway. And there's plenty of examples of all these highly skilled people who still deal with imposter syndrome. They still kind of have on some level, like I'm not good enough here. And uh, so that's the thing. It probably won't go away how, no matter how experienced you are. The question is really, will you allow that to stop you from taking the next step? That's the only, that's the only question here. I love that. It just reminds me of a story. The first time that I did a corporate training, and it was a real big step up for me, I'd been voice coaching at about 50 bucks an hour for several years. But behind the scenes, I'd been developing relationships around speaking, around corporate training, and I had an opportunity that... um, led to me being in a room it was like literally like zero to hero led to me being in a room with senior leaders in the ministry of defense where the week before i had a singer in my you know in my dining room and then the week later i was in front of senior leaders now it didn't happen in a week you know that the actual proposal etc and moving forward but it happened because i had worked with one lady who didn't feel confident speaking up in meetings And then she said, this would be great. Would you come and speak to our network? And so I said, yes. And she said, we'll pay you. I went even better. And and so I created this two hour, um, you know, workshop to go and speak to 50 people. And then from that, it went, well, we do these leadership training days and we'd love to, to do a whole day. And I remember driving down to the Defence Academy in Swindon. And feeling like, well, if this isn't a fish out of water moment, I don't know what is. But I did have an inherent trust that because they'd chosen me to do that, that they saw something in me that, and I was just going to try and live up to that, you know, in the moment. So I had an inherent trust that my skills had created an opportunity that they saw a reason to have. So I think that's a really important part of it is actually if people are, you know, if people are saying yes to you or they're in conversation or they're asking about things, then there is something that they're seeing. And actually, you can, even if you can't quite see what it is, you can trust that it's there to start with. You can trust that it's there. The second thing was actually one of the ladies that I was working with there. Now, you can imagine with the Ministry of Defence, you've got 90% men in that leadership and about 10% women because that's just, you know, the way it went. But what was really interesting is that I did an exercise and they all had to speak um, and deliver something. And there was a lady that had flown in from NATO. She worked at NATO. (laughs) I had one of those moments where I'm going, oh, my goodness, me. She's in NATO. And then but she said something. And I just thought it doesn't matter what level these people are at. Everybody's under the same illusion that they're going to be found out for not being good enough. And so this woman had flown in from NATO to take this training with me as if I was some big shot. And I, I was like, I'm no big shot. <laughs> and we were doing the exercise and she said, look, can I ask you something? She said, she delivered something and all of her peers were saying, that's really great. You know, we were really looking at the power of personal impact and delivery. She said, look, I am just really concerned that the only reason I got this job was because of my personality, that I'm gregarious, I'm bubbly, I can go into a room, etc. And in that moment, I fell quiet. And 
she was genuinely saying like I I think you know that I've I've blagged my way into getting this and I I don't think I deserve it at this level and I and I just stopped and I went there's just no way that you would even have got this role on personality alone there's just no way people can always see more than meets the eye you didn't just blag your way into that space it's 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 impossible for you you know you would have but you if you had have lied if you were you know you would have been found out not celebrated and promoted yeah. so at that point I realized that it broke something in me that at every level people fear being found out that they only got it by a fluke or that they got it too easy or that there's they're they're going, you know, the rug's going to be pulled from under them and they're going to realise they didn't really have the goods. Like everybody has that thought. It's such a common thought. You can almost kind of go, oh, it's something I can just toss out. I mean, you've just said it. It's, it's a thought, you know, yeah. and and nothing. And the trust that's required to, to kind of this like transcend it. I don't even want to go get rid of it or like, you know, to just move yeah. through it. The trust that's required isn't even in your abilities. The trust that's, I always say, like, trust that you have what it takes to figure it out. I mean, like, just as you said, like, you, they offered you this thing, you go, okay, yeah, you know. And then we'll feel, I mean, I've done that in my sewing business a million times. It's like, oh, can you do, like, a, I don't know, like a necktie, like, a, you know, like a tie for the musicians and the male dancers. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I had never done one. It's like, oh, let's just Google how to do that thing, right? So it, <laughs> I learned how to make a tie and make a vicious line up. But the piece was um, like I had no reason to be confident in my skills because I didn't have any, right? But I did trust that I could figure it out. And that's much easier to have that trust because you can just by purely by the fact that you're still alive, you have so much proof that you can figure things out. You know, I think that's a much easier thing to remind yourself to trust. And it isn't even the ability, you know, it's it's just what's enough is trusting in you that you can find a way, you know. I want to leave you with I want to leave everybody with this thought because I just listened to an incredible podcast. Um, and there was a young man who had started three different ventures, incredibly successful. And he said something. He said, you know, risk, take, take a risk on yourself. He said, you know, back the farm, as it were, you know, back yourself. And I wrote it down and I wrote something at the side of it that I think was equally true, which was have the courage that you do have the capacity. And I think sometimes we don't trust our capacity yeah. um, to to figure it out or to find a way or to, um, you know, see that creative spark come to life and that miracle moment happen, etc. But to have the capa- capacity to to back yourself. And I think that's where I want to leave you. What would it look like if you kind of you know what's the what's the word if you throw in through through in the farm as it were as it were like you literally backed yourself a hundred percent today 
rather than worry that you haven't got the capacity because you have. Until next time, take care. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to the Visible Coaches podcast. If you've ever felt the pressure to market yourself in ways that don't align with your true nature, this podcast is your sanctuary. If you've enjoyed what you've heard so far, make sure to subscribe to the Visible Coaches podcast on your favorite platform. And we would really be grateful if you could leave us a review. Your feedback means the world to us and it helps us reach more introverted coaches like you. To grab this episode's free resource, visit thevisiblecoachespodcast.com now. That's thevisiblecoachespodcast.com. Let's continue to embrace our introverted strength, create meaningful connections, and make waves in the coaching world. Until next time.